Welcome back to Straight to DVD. We're back. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? What's up, What's up? We're accompanied once again by Fernando, who you may remember from last week. Well, guys, thank you for having me back here. Absolutely. For sure. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks thanks for having us in your viewing palace. It was a a special episode today. I mean, I Uh, think it was special for so many reasons, you know? I think we were committed to creating something new a new experience for us to really dive into, right? Absolutely. To, to dictate what we just did, we, the three of us, sat down on a couch, watched the film together, and are now immediately talking about it post-viewing. Right. Yeah. Um, it speaks to the caliber of the film that we just watched um, that we are very confident that our reactions are so strong um, that we can sit here um, after really something very distinct, just as a physical experience, mm-hmm. right? Um, not only an epic in scope, but an epic of drama, right? That we can sit here and be impacted that way. Absolutely. Mike, Raph, what do we what do we see today? Uh, I was about to ask Raph the same question. Hey, Why speak don't we, for yourself, we, Fernando. Let's, let's all say the title of the film on, on three. I feel like I need like a week to digest this before I can talk about it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But we'll have to come there, back. There in. are only three of us, but we watched... We watched Seven, Seven Samurai. Samurai. Right. Yes. The prequel yes, that was to you. The two. Last Samurai. Yes, right. Right. With with right. Tom Hanks. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, right. Um, exactly. On cruise Fern- control. Fernando, do you want to give us a quick synopsis? A synop- well, I was thinking that um, Seven Samurai is like really kind of a cliche of a high concept movie. You know, it's sure. it's so it's so easily boiled down into its component parts. Right. Poor people facing violent harm hire uh, armed assassins. Really. Sure. Yeah. Um, to defend their livelihoods. Um, and the assassins that they don't understand. Yes, of course. Right. Uh, that they have no kinship with. Right. Um, that they really share no cultural value with. You know. Right. Um, when we're talking about the farmers who take up so much of the impetus behind the movie, we're really talking about uh, the most indigent people who exist in this culture. Right. Um, when I was watching it and thinking of all of these different scenes of hunger, right, of poverty, of real desperation, it it made me only think of the desperation that we see on the streets of New York City all the time, um, to really think of how these people in these most desperate situations, um, what is available to them? You know, what is the way out of the predicament that they find? Right. What do in? they have to offer? Right. In the return of, right. you know, salvation. Exactly. And and how desperate are they, will they be? You know, mm-hmm. um, guys. I said a quick synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> So you start diving into the movie already. <laughs> Just immediately start yeah. discussing it. No, I'm uh, kidding. Let's uh, let's dive in. Yeah. Uh, Some well, more. I mean, I'm just going to just go right off the bat and just say, I think it's it's incredible. This film is, what, 66 years old? Yeah. Just to see a bunch of people on screen filmed in a bunch of like mud and dirt with horses running wow. all around them yeah uh likely during some takes or whatever trampling some people i wouldn't yeah, be surprised exactly. i'm sure a lot of people got hurt uh while filming this thing we saw one uh, guy actually get hurt a horse ran over yeah. a man yeah. on screen that was a real man and a real horse <laughs> uh why is that so distinctive to you and why is it so distinctive that's so old well i mean if, first of all you you imagine this film, like being pitched and, and, and being shot and getting the people to do this and where they did this and how they did this. And I'm assuming that's all just like real rain. They just like waited for it to start raining mm-hmm. and just these incredible conditions in this little farm. Who know who knows if it was like a real farm where all these like huts actually were or they right. built it or whatever. Right. Um, 
but just like these these real people underneath rain, like in mud on horses, like whacking each other with with props, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's just like to see that and be like, that's really happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, right in, in well, front of you. Like the only thing that I was, they're not the only thing, but like one thing that like kept like running across my mind, like while we were watching it, was just like balls. Like it took some balls to make this movie. Yeah, oh, exactly. sure. Um, yeah. Like just like the scale of it. Um, you know, like you, you talked about it being an, an epic. Uh, Fernando and scale but like just like the balls that it took for the people to just like go out and say like yeah we're gonna we're gonna fucking make this movie yeah like, exactly we're just gonna do it we're using this word epic what is an epic we're like, we're talking yeah. about not only something that presents the weight of its art in its physical length right like mm-hmm. even think about Moby Dick that way in terms of uh, a story that has no lesser ambition than to capture really the most extreme human experience right Mm -hmm. um and do it in very specific ways and with a certain amount of depth that can only be achieved um with a certain amount of material to cover you know right Um, and as you said a a very specific level of detail two things that maybe some people might consider unimportant but it's as we were talking throughout the film the whole point the whole point that's right um the movie is so simple in its narrative and it's so easy to be swept up in it and to feel the dramatic beats coming, um, mm-hmm. you know, to to understand exactly where it's all going because you can revel in how rich it is, how rich in detail, like you said, Michael. Right. Um, I was thinking of how many scenes there are of complete silence, of people just watching something happen, yeah. you know, like kind of bearing witness to an mm-hmm. extraordinary thing. Um, and not only the people watching it, but the way that their hair flapped in the wind or the way that the dust blew <laughs> off of yeah. the street as they walked through it or whatever. Um, for, you know, I'm sure we can count the accumulated minutes of these, um, but of course this is the substance of the film. To think of a story so heroic and so inspiring to anyone who could possibly hear it and yet also be centered on really the mud of such a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, How, what made it so heroic and what made it so beautiful were these details of mud and horror and heartbreak um, and real tragedy, you know? Yes, absolutely. And and what does, like... That hero- what is that what is that heroism and right. what is that glory as we right. were saying and like what what did these men get out of it why did they do it right uh, what were they doing it for right um, you know I think are important questions uh, and you know ultimately as we see we're, I guess we're just gonna jump right into spoilers uh, no as we should as, as should we just so you know well the spoilers throughout um, it's just you should know that. if anybody's listened been listening to this podcast for a while, you just know that we were talking about the movie. What um, another movie though that like if you hear the spoilers, it, it it won't take away from an initial viewing experience. I could have known sure. everything that no, was going to happen in this movie, and yeah, so you know, right, right. You, you'll still um, enjoy it nonetheless. Yeah, to me, it's like watching um, an adaptation of some epic poem that I'd never seen before or something, mm-hmm. you know? Really, it, it feels ancient, the way that people relate to each other and the core values that are being discussed and mm-hmm. put in conflict with each other, the way um, uh, the Trojan War does in a poem of Homer's yeah. or something like that. It's okay if you know that Achilles gets his uh, ankle shot at, right? Because yeah. it's about the 7,000 lines of poetry yeah. that happened right. before that, you right. know? Right, right. Uh, 
Well, and you, you think about viewing something like this today and, you know, the violence that is portrayed to us today yeah. and how that compares to something like this from so long ago. Yeah. And just like the weight that three muskets right. in a film have and right. the importance of each musket and what that means to each individual side wielding the musket. Um, Raph, you know, this is, I think, so different from a lot of the things that we watch in popular cinema today, the way that it's so patient, you know, um, that it really did delve in on these things, like like how many yeah. muskets there are or um, how many horses are in the village. It's yeah. like weirdly right. pivotal right. to right. one yeah. scene, you know? Well, he um, literally has a map with how many soldiers. That yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but obviously that takes time to develop, right? The That the movie is so patient in making sure that these details are given the weight and space that is required of them to really sink in with the viewer and allow the viewer to uh, understand all of it mm-hmm. at once. Uh, but did you feel that that was successful that way, that these details were exciting to you as a, as a viewer as, you were, as it was going along? <laughs> Raphael, why don't you take this one first? <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny. Uh, but Fernando, I hate you for putting me on the spot like this. <laughs> I just want to talk about this, the things that this, I want to talk this about. This will be a recurring theme without, without question. When I want to talk about them, I feel like you've just come into our podcast and you've you've just completely shaken things up, and I, and I don't know what to do about it. Um, but I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really have like too many thoughts on the details like right now that I'm like necessarily like willing to speak on. And I, 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 I just figured I, now I feel like I'm just like a rambling. Idiot, um, and I should just I should just go home now. I just figured there were so many scenes where like kind of nothing was happening, right? Where they would really be like, here they are setting up these inf- these defenses or whatever, or here here are these two lovers like exchanging looks with each other. You know, that's like so much of the three and a half hour movie that we just watched um, was really so concerned with this right. kind of thing, right? right. Um, it's so crazy to think of modern movies these days. like imagine imagine a Marvel movie right that was like so concerned with like the little details thanks for coming down to my level <laughs> well, but, but that's what I mean like, like, like imagine that I can understand but like imagine um, some weirdly constructed movie where it was just as concerned with like how Captain Marvel made a pot of coffee in her apartment or whatever you know and imagine writing that screenplay where the way that she made that pot of coffee was like just as important as her big battle with the space beast or whatever, you know? It's so weird to be watching a movie where, like, uh, the dude worrying about his daughter is literally just as dramatically climactic as any of the great battle right, scenes right. or whatever, yeah. and just as exciting. That I mean, I think most of the, like, I mean, most of the movie, uh, you know, leading up to, like, the big, you know, climactic battle, I think much of that stuff was, like, way more interesting and, like, yeah, I, it kind of, like... Uh, that was like those were the things that like brought you to the edge of your seat more so than you know watching the bandits come into town and and, wow. and fight with the uh, with the samurai. Oh my god, um, you're just blowing my mind. I mean, I, I I really I really thought I was sitting there being like, oh yes, this is like this is so amazing a spectacle, um, and it's given so much weight. Uh, because of the various details that had accumulated mm-hmm. for the many hours of beforehand or whatever. Um, but it hadn't really occurred to me to think that, like, those were even more exciting, like, more tender or dramatic, like, expressions of art that way. But yeah. I, th- I think that's... that's I th- But something that's so striking to me about that yeah. and something that surprised me throughout, and this sort of clashes with a pretense I had going into this, yeah. is that this is a black-and-white Japanese samurai film made 66 years ago. Yeah. And you sort of come into it with this pretense is like oh this is like serious business right this is serious yeah yeah, um, yeah but throughout there's so much freaking humor yeah and of course like, so much of it 
interspersed with these horrible yeah. like moments of yeah. brutality and, yeah. and death, yeah. and it's just like. Oh, the vil- the village is completely pulled apart because one of the samurai sleeps with one of the farmer's daughters, and it's this huge moment. And then the next scene is literally one of the samurai joking with him, being like, "Oh, well, you're a man now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's so unabashedly it just it just does that. Y- yes, of course, and I think that's like part of its realism, right? That of course, if these people were to rise to the occasion, if they were to be so heroic then it would be because they understood how to keep their spirits up, right? right? How to find the humor in the moments that they could because otherwise they wouldn't be able to survive that way. It, it, to think of it as a portrait of how people who would never survive are driven by spear point into finding the courage to survive, um, that's... I don't know that I would be a person who could be successfully motivated this way. You know, I think we are meant to to admire all of the people who go on this undertaking because it's of course not at all guaranteed that they're going to come out of it alive and they have everything to lose even even as they have yeah. so little right right of course um you spoke about or you mentioned realism yeah i i, I want to talk about that for a little bit um i just want to i want to know what your guys's thoughts were in terms of how this was um as a realistic portrayal of you know what life might have been like wow. in, you know, a small small village, right. small far- farming village in Japan in the 16th century. Right. Um, what, what, I, mean, I mean, there's no there's no glory right. or excitement right. or, romance. Well, or romance yeah. or yeah. really spectacle to the violence. Absolutely. And, like, a man gets knocked off his horse and eight farmers charge him and just all start stabbing him at once. Right. With, oh, uh, with, with sharpened with, bamboo. Yeah. And for sure that happens many times. Yes, many, many times. That, uh, and it's just like, holy shit. Like, you, you can imagine a film like that, something akin to this made today where it's like you have a shot of our hero with, like, a spear in hand and he throws the spear and you have a shot following the spear and the spear hits a guy off right. a horse and it's this amazing spectacle. As thing. if it were cool. Right, as if it were cool. Right. right. Because this shit is not cool. Right. It's not cool. I mean, you also, like, I found myself, I don't know if you guys had the same, like, feeling of just, like, of, like during their final battles with the bandits, like, kind of wondering, like, like what the fuck is this all, like, over? Like, this is because, like, some bandits came in and, like, maybe, like, stole a couple women and or, like, from the village and then, like, right. maybe ate some of their rice and you're like, is all of this, like, scale of, of destruction, like, worth that? But, like, no, of course. To them, oh. you know, to this, these it's villagers, well, like, that's, it's, it's literally everything yeah. to them and it seems like nothing to us. But, or the samurai, really, yeah, yeah, truthfully, yeah, uh, because it's that whole final scene. It's like the farmers that have survived yeah. are playing, playing their drums and their and their piccolos, whatever. And life goes on. And life goes on, and they're thrilled that they've right. done this. They're right. happy, right? Um, with the mountain of bodies behind them in the field, as they, um, yeah. I was thinking so much throughout of a scene where um, our kind of lead hero, are the most experienced and and wizened of them. Um, he makes a decision where he says, I won't let this rice go to waste, uh, meaning that he will not take for granted the contributions to society that these farmers make, right? That he enjoys so much of his existence um, because of the sacrifices that they make. But in the end, I think he makes the ultimate sacrifice for them. He takes on the burden of what it means to defend these people, yeah. right? Um, he takes on the scars on his soul and the friendships that he has lost, right? Um, it is on his shoulders that this burden can rest while they 
are allowed to go on feeding society the mm-hmm. way that they always have or whatever. Um, that this cycle can go on, but the truth is um, it comes at a pretty heavy price for some mm-hmm. people, right? Um, what does it mean, do you think, Rock, um, that these people are so elevated in society, but at the end, like, they're the lowest of everyone. Right? Well, I think I think that comes across very early on purely based on how they respond right. to this sort of weird worshipy behavior yeah. that, let's just call, for the sake of it, let's call the farmers, like, the bottom dog, because yeah, that yeah, is yeah, of course. how they're portrayed in the film. Yeah, of course. That's, that's what most think of them. That's sort of how they think of themselves. Yeah. They're all groveling in the dirt <laughs> at the beginning. Right, exactly. Um, with no hope in sight, just weeping. Um, yeah. Is... <laughs> One of the first lines of the movie is like something along the lines of like, "Is there no God? <laughs> yeah, in right. existence to, 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 to protect? Yeah, to is there no us? God here to protect us? Yeah. Um, and the truth of it is, what they don't need God. Right. What exactly. they need are these like these men who, right. who they like I said weirdly worship, but who part of what it means to be that kind of a man right. is you have no interest in the right. worship. The exactly. worship is bizarre to you. There, your your duty or your honor or whatever you want to call it is not for that. It's not about that. Or rather, it shouldn't be. Right. Uh, because as we see, there are some men in town who are like, will not help these people. And it's right. like, what exactly. do you have to offer me? Right. Oh, nothing. Exactly. Like, don't waste... I'm a fucking samurai. Don't waste my time. Right, exactly. Kind of thing. But the, the re- let's, let's say the, the, the true ones are the ones that do it because, well, this is what we're supposed to do. This is what we are. Mm-hmm. Just as the farmers are supposed to farm, we are samurai. We're right. supposed, supposed to samurai. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so the, I guess that was my question in terms of like, how realistic is this movie? Um, like, like would people like ever would fight? would would samurai ever you right. know choose to fight to protect yeah to protect farmers? Like I was kind of reading it um, as sort of just like like a bit of a fantasy. Um, I think you're absolutely from like right. someone not not necessarily someone who's like from like a farming family, but you know maybe just someone who's like from a background where you're kind of always like kicked while you're down and like made to feel like you're the lowest of the low and you're like lower than dirt. Um, kind of the way that these that these farmers feel when in reality like these farmers are the backbone of society like they right, literally exactly. they feed every single person from you know the emperor all, all through you know everyone else throughout the country um, like they are the backbone but they are you know made to feel like like absolute dirt um, yes and um, like would there ever be a situation where samurais are actually um, you know willing to fight and protect as they were these in this, people in as this they story. are in this, in this yeah, story yeah right um, well, I think that's the way, that is one way that it romanticizes it, right? That the story itself is so incredible and the acts of heroism so enormous, right? So inspiring um, that we can only really think of it as something that could never be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's meant to inspire and it inspires because it seems so beyond our understanding of actual human behavior, right? right. But the right. realism, the, the I think it's real genius is to pair this incredible story and these acts of heroism with documenting exactly what it takes to accomplish these things in the mm-hmm. world that we live in, right? Um, the real considerations that go into um, the planning, the execution, of course, um, and the many relationships that such a dynamic creates, right? Um, to really treat as emotionally and physically true um, the most fantastical gestures of courage, right? Um, that's I think that's a pretty extraordinary achievement, and that and that goes to its length as well. That it's able to put in so much detail into what it would take to really 
bring this thing into life, to really breathe this story into the into the horror of the mm-hmm. world that we know it today. You know, um, it's itself kind of a courageous act to think of to to dig deeply into what it would take to accomplish these things. Well, sure, and it's not just the courage they have, but the courage that they need to instill in the people following right. them. Right. Because the fact of the matter is, if it were just the seven of them, they couldn't have done right. what they did. Right. Like, there's this however many dozen of villagers, uh, farmers in this village, that yeah, yeah. they sort of beef up and have as in, in their ranks. That and they yet, unite. Right. And yet, uh, it's not called Seven Samurai and their villager <laughs> and pals. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's just Seven Samurai. Um and you know the the losses are quite great. Yeah. Amongst the seven, in so many ways, fucking amazing shot uh, with the four swords uh, in the graves on the hill, and they're looking up in between yeah. the crevices of each of the four swords. The last three, it's just like pretty pretty extraordinary. That it was that was just, a pretty sexy shot. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's a good way. Man, it's just like ooh. It was so stunning. But um, to really think of what it took to make that shot that stunning you know to to consider the way that such a thing was constructed right mm-hmm. over over so long a period of time with so many different elements coming up and into and through each other um to create what this monument right, right. these three men completely overshadowed by what it took right mm-hmm. to allow these three men to still be alive this is the mountain that they had to build right. together, you know. Once again, we survive, but this victory is not ours. Yeah. Um, that they that they forfeited the right to that victory, you know. Hmm. Let's uh, let I mean, like part of the reason why that shot like held so much gravity, or yeah, yeah. Uh, was because like the you know the way that this team was kind of put together, these seven samurai. Um, but it didn't always start out that way. Um, oh no! I think like the not. first like hour or so of this movie, right? Maybe right. like forty five to. 45 minutes yeah. to an hour is just like, it's just like, uh, like let's assemble a team. Yeah, of course. Um, right. um, and that's an age-old dynamic, right? Yeah. The assembling of the team, right? right? How did that compare to kind of other montages or, or sequences like oh, that? Oh, well, it's all fucking pulled from this. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, of course. Like, you, it's just you, like, you saw this as like the progenitor. Oh, right? yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Of course. Oh, wow, that's amazing. 100%. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Ocean's just, Eleven or something. Abs- like just yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like you're thinking, yeah, like, like the like putting together a team of samurais. Okay, okay. Go for it, go for it, go for it. I have to say this. Just the archetypes of the characters. Right, exactly. We got our funny lunatic guy. Yeah. We have our, like, super warrior sage. We have the young one inexperienced. We have the old master. <laughs> we have the old master's pal. Yeah. It's just, like, fucking characters Axe that we Man. see. Axe, we got the X-Man. Characters we see in every team movie. Right, like, exactly. every team movie. Um, but did you feel like it didn't make it less exciting for you that these were things that you No, were not at all. It, it was almost... Um, it's almost more exciting because it's it's, like... And this is horrible. It's like a horrible backwards thing. It makes it accessible because you're used to it. No, I, I mean, I think that's exactly what it's going for, right? To re- to make these people larger than life. Right. That anyone could see um, the, their wise in general and understand immediately, like, the gravity of what he has within him, right? Um, how much he means to the culture around him. I can't... I, I couldn't believe that the first shot of him is, of course, kneeling by the riverbank, shaving his... Not right in his right, hair, right. Um, and of course that's like an enormous sacrifice for right. a person of his station. But he understands immediately what to do, right. and that. But that's all talk, you but, know? and that sets up uh, his whole. You immediately know who this guy is. You don't yeah. need to hear him speak. Right, right, you don't yeah. need to know anything about this guy. Um, but it is understood with just the way that people look um, that this is a man in whom all confidence can be placed. Right, 
but that's a big burden for one man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think obvious, the obvious genius of the movie to me is to really consider with such seriousness um, the burdens that these people carry, the burdens of what it means to be a hero, you know? Um, I mean, to me, it's, it's like kind of heartbreaking to think that um, obviously heroism is like the most important aspect of a person, right? To, to put oneself on the line for people who need them. Um, but I think if this movie is about anything, it's about the difficulty of that, you know? Well, and, and just how let's, let's talk about, uh, like their, 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 I, his name is escaping me. The super warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah The super sure. warrior yeah, character. Yeah, sure. Who's Swords, just like swordsman. The, the, the swordsman. The, the like yeah. the badass swordsman. We'll who, call him Samurai number four. <laughs> Samurai number four, sure. He he goes out into the woods at night alone to retrieve a musket right. for the team because right. of how important it is. The and, one of the three right. muskets. And we don't right, right. And we don't see what what he does or what he goes through to retrieve this musket because we don't need to. Right. And it's of course this unbelievable moment of glory for this character, or at least how his comrades view him. Right, exactly. And how the young one then speaks about him motivates the comical one to do something similar, but of course for the wrong reason. Right, exactly. For completely wrong reason. But this amazing character, this badass swordsman who's able to do this, gets an uh, unceremoniously death that's nothing glorified about it at all. He gets shot... Yeah. And just in falls into a pool right. of mud. Yeah. No no last words. Nothing. No no testament to the skill that he had, you know. Yeah. Right. Not no defeated duel, by no, someone right. worthy. Right. No amazing yeah. duel with like yeah. the right hand man of the right. evil general or whatever. Right. That's exactly right. Nothing like that. Um, and I think it's so incredible that that means that his heroism and his spirit and his victory was not physical, of course. It was in his courage. Mm-hmm. Um that such a man would be able to put his skills on the line. And I think even if he knew that there were all kinds of ways that it could end, it could end in a way that was unworthy of him. Um, but that is, of course, the price of real heroism, of really investing yourself in a way um, where you have so much to lose. Right. Um, and of the remaining three, it seems like only two really understand and appreciate that because the third survivor right. is more concerned with... His love right. that is out of his grasp, right. as yeah. uh, conveyed to us by him walking out of the frame, looking mm-hmm. up amongst the four monuments of the four dead ones. To me, the young one forsaking his love was really the moment where he became like his master, right? Mm-hmm. Like like our wizened veteran. Um, to think that that was the moment where he understood that he could never share anything culturally with the people that he serves. Um and that's, of course, been what everyone has been saying this whole time, that we we operate this way. We understand that we're doing it for these reasons and reinforced by these cultural codes. Um, and this is the first time that he feels the weight of those codes on him, that even this is not something that he can take within to himself and enjoy in any way, that, n- that none of them have anything. And, right. that's, and that, that's the price. Right. Um, well, Rock, you yes. brought up... Yes, go ahead. You, Lay you, it on me. You, <laughs> Burden you, me. You, you brought up Samurai number 4 running off into the woods to, yes. to retrieve the musket. And yes. uh, we, we're not shown what, what goes on when he's fighting with the bandits back there. Um, and I think for like all, all that this movie does in terms of showing us details um, in you know the three and a half hours that it is... There <laughs> oh, are, yeah. This there, movie is 207 minutes long. Yeah, this, this is, <laughs> it has an intermission. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but for all, like for all the, all the details that are shown to us, there are like 
a ton of key moments where the details aren't shown to us because like oh, as sure. an audience member like you 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 know what's going on um i thought one of like the most impressive ones was uh right after we first meet the the wide wise old sage mm-hmm. samurai after he cuts his hair and he, and he goes into the uh he goes into the to the house to save the hut the hut to the save hut the young to, boy yeah. to save the young boy that was that was captured by by a, thief, a different yeah. bandit Not yeah yet. um which was just like an amazing scene, um, right? But there, are, there are a lot of moments like that because it's not about what they're doing; it's just that they're doing it. Yeah, you know, it's like right. you don't need to see him stab the thief uh, slyly. You don't need to see the swordsman, uh, you know, murder two bandits yeah. and and slyly snag one of their muskets. You you don't need to see these things. A lot um, of it's like reaction to like to what they do. Like we yes, see, of like we at, we see the the old man go in, and then we see the reaction of the crowd. Like. like even the scene, the scene that introduces the swordsman, where he's dueling with another samurai who clearly is only the right. Yeah. The scene is not about them dueling; it's about the old wise and sage watching them yeah. duel and like what that means, um, and completely understanding the two different types of samurai that exist. Right. And as he says, like this is no, this is this no, is preposterous. This is preposterous. There's no contest here. Yeah. Yeah. So much pointless death in the movie, you know. Right. It, right. It, there's really no, e- even in the most heroic deaths that we see, um, in you know, in the, in the last climax after so long of a time spent with all of these people, um, there's really no attempt, of course, to make to create any sentiment at all about this. Um, that it's that it's so random and that it's so without purpose, really, um, except in what we imbue in it. Right. Um, there's no inherent or some beautiful image in it it's really what it meant that this person ran into this house at that time or whatever you know um and that's of course just context that's been created for us as an audience um i was so admiring of it of having the strength and confidence to create that context really at every moment of it um for me it really didn't feel like a minute was wasted um well i mean you know when i think about that it's something that that just comes to my mind is of, of all the deaths in the film uh, I think Yohai's oh, is wow. probably uh, wow. pretty incredible to me, and and the reason for that is because all he's ext- an extremely funny character to me, at least set up he, early on. Yeah, just yeah. picking that actor with that face, who really doesn't change his face, <laughs> his sad face, is absolutely hilarious. They um, get a lot out of him. Right, right. They get it's just the same joke every time. <laughs> it's great. Um, but he he's he's shot in the back with an arrow right. and he falls over and dies and he said I defended my post or whatever or something yeah, along exactly. those lines yeah. and he dies defending his post but the only reason he defended his post was because of the samurai who left him in charge right. left the post purely to achieve some form of glory akin to what his comrade who perhaps he looks up to did that he wishes he could what, what do we want to call that guy. Uh, the young dude, the or? the wild samurai. Oh, oh, oh the well, Kuri, yeah, Kuri, yeah, Kuriyacha, Kikuchio, Kikuchio, Kikuchio. Yeah. Oh, he's of course played by uh, a guy named Toshiro Mifune. Um, that is like such an incredible performance. I thought. I mean, oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, in in thinking about how every scene is so bursting with interesting faces and like mm-hmm. people doing cool things, um, it felt like so much of the spiritual heft of the movie was on this guy's shoulders, right? To be a kind of a fool character, right. uh, pointing out a lot of hypocrisies, but also being so brave, but also being so funny. Right, he's the, he's the let's say, class clown. Yeah. And, and, and he is 
a samurai or is so desperate to be a samurai. Right. Um, and there's something about his desire to be one that uh, I guess we should say is intriguing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. The other six allow yeah. him to yeah, be. Yeah, right, exactly. I was um, say it's like the one thing that like doesn't allow him to be a samurai. Right. Like exactly. his desire. But, right, and just even the way he fights. Like right. it's yeah. not... And yet he ends the battle. Right. And in the end, he is one of the most yeah. heroic. Right. Right. Um, and you're kind of waiting for that moment, uh, like throughout the movie. There are so right. many oh, times right. where you're just like, right. "All right, this is this is your moment to you know finally you know reach that reach that point that we've been waiting for your mm-hmm. character to get to." There's the moment uh, where they're like they're closing off the bridge so that the bandits don't come, um, and then he has the opportunity to like save right. the Going old man the, the barn, and the, and the, and the right. burning yeah. burning exactly. farm, and you're right. like. Right. Dude, this is your time. Like, this right. is your moment. This is what we've been building. <laughs> We're literally to. saying, "This is your 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 arc is coming to an end," um, and it doesn't. <laughs> he, he he doesn't really save anyone. He he takes the baby, and he just looks at the baby and like breaks down. And he's like, "Yeah, right." He's like, "I am this," or "This baby is me." Or like, "I am this right. baby." Um, right. and the scene just ends with the with the old man dying in the in the burning house, and like there are so many other moments like that where you're just like waiting for him. To right, like oh, so he's going to save them and to, die he's doing going it. To save someone, yeah. And no. like yeah, no. uh, and like he's going to do it for the right reasons, not just for like his own like personal like ideas of what glory might be. Um, and he like finally kind of gets there at the end, right? Uh, exactly. But it's like too, it's too late. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think when he's at his most unselfish, right when he when he understands immediately how dire it is, um, <coughs> how, how these women are in danger, right. Um, it's incredible that he is a character who's so outside of the social classes of everything that we're observing, right? That he's so apart from all, you know, sort of cultural dynamics between mm-hmm. everyone. Um, but in the end, he is the one uh, preserving them uh, most heroically, right? That he is the one who saves these women from this dishonor. Uh, I wonder what you guys thought about this recurring theme throughout of the dishonor of women. Like, what did you think about that scene? Um, where the kidnapped wife runs back into the flaming building. Oh, know? my God. I mean, I, w- immediately, w- immediately what I thought was she's, she like doesn't want to be saved because she's completely stripped yeah. of her honor. Right. Like she cannot face her yeah. husband wow. or her village anymore right. because she's been, you know, raped yes, and, and course, taken yeah. over right. by and, these and horrible that, bandits. And that this, this shame on her, is, she feels it's obviously too so that, that death right. is the answer to that. Uh, and I thought that dynamic was so interesting with how the husband, of course, that's that's this is his worst nightmare to right. be reunited with her and to, then to have her taken from. Was him. that Yohai or Rikichi? That was Rikichi. Rikichi. That's probably that's a right. terrible <laughs> pronunciation of that. Name. I, I apologize to any Japanese <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but even prior to that, like, what's the first shot of a real woman character in the film? It's it's the daughter bending over. Uh, oh yeah, with with her rear end in yeah, in, in the like in the camera's face, right. and it's just her looking looking back. No, of course. The and then but being told to to, to cut, cut her cut, to her, cut her hair, hair. Well, look like a boy. I mean, yeah. it's certainly very intentional that scene where the audience sees uh, this innocent girl bending over. Um, obviously, the any sexual thing happening is just in the eyes of the audience, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's just a person living yeah. her life, but we're we're seeing her the way her father sees her. Her father is obviously someone who knows only how to objectify her or how mm-hmm. to regard her in terms of her place in society and, and how she relates to him. Um, I thought it was so interesting that the movie was 
uh, unrelenting, right? It, it did not look away from the particular burdens and that these women are carrying, right? Um, and that's, I think, reflected in this central romance. Right. Or even just the scene of the old uh, village grandmother getting yeah. revenge on the yes, bandit. of course. Let her have her revenge. Right. Someone help, help her. her. Someone help her. Yeah, right. that's right. Uh, it's not that she's old. Right. It's that she's a woman. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck? It's, it's unbelievable. But I thought that the movie was so filled with moments like that, that to talk again about its length, we can really see that so many of the episodes that occur um, are really themselves small stories, right? Small episodes of life um, that are just as intense and just as devastating and tragic Mm -hmm. um, as really uh, the more bombastic things that happen in the movie. It's really unafraid to explore the bombastic, terrible things that happen to everyday people. Right. And all of the different perspectives that all these people have on them. Right. The the swordsman who carries out this, if you will, courageous act of going into the woods and getting the musket. Right. He, the, the moment he comes back, he, he's like, I did my job, here's the musket, and he goes and he sits with himself. Right, exactly. No glory, nothing. Yeah. But the young and experienced one is like, you're a magnificent yeah. person. This is right. unbelievable. Right. And, and he, he allows himself a smile right, when he's exactly. left alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody else can see that smile. <laughs> it's so tragic. Yeah. Um, you make me think of that that young kid and how how sad it is that he didn't understand until everything he thought was important was taken from him. Right. Right. Um, this person that he admires so well, the romance that he's found himself in, the the glory of victory. He's really he is the inheritor of nothing at the end, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, the other guys they already knew that that's what yeah, happened. Right. You know. Right. It's just so sad. Yeah. I mean, to really think of. Because he starts, he's a character who starts off with like a, a ton of hope. Yeah, like of there's nothing but hope in his absolutely. eyes. Absolutely, um, simply to be brought under the wing of them. Yeah, is absolutely. amazing to him. He's yeah. like master, master, yeah. master. He's like, okay, please stop that. And you, like, you don't know what you're signing up for. Normally, <laughs> like a, a like a character who's like story kind of starts out like that will right. end with him, you know, being you know a kind of a grandmaster at the end. Of yeah, the right. Just like. His his right. heroic moment was right. stabbing a bandit in the back while right. they tried to escape. Right. That's all he had. That's all. Yeah. Um, guys, I'm so glad that you responded to it the way that you did. Um, like, I I don't know that it's something that would appeal to so many people. I think around our age, or, sure, sure, or about um, you know, uh, in the way that popular cinema works today. I think this is just so distinctive um, that it's patient and constructed and engineered to tell so many different stories with so much power in each one, you know? Um, it's it's unheard of for a, a broadly popular movie to contain so much tragedy um, in in so broad a packaging, right? It's just an action epic, right? Yeah. Like, uh, and no real time to mourn yeah, over that. Yeah, show. of course. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, I mean, after the first samurai, first of the seven samurai yeah. dies, I mean, they're, they get they're, they're, yeah. they're trying yeah. to mourn, yeah. but then the, the bandits come over right. the hill and... And start to attack them, and there's nothing to be done. the The war goes on always. Um, I do. Th- I, I mean, I, I thought this movie was like just in like this first viewing. It, it reads like it's kind of timeless. Like it could be wow. picked up at any you know point in time, and like kind of like understand like why you know for the last six decades plus people have revisited this movie, and everyone is like, yeah, that movie is amazing. Uh, and, yeah, you know they recommend it to to whoever it's been beloved by fans for countless years um but yeah like sitting here like uh like for me like th- there was never a moment in time where i was like eh, 
you know, this feels dated. Yeah, um, sure. This wow. feels like a story that I can't connect to. Yeah. Um, I was blown away by how, at least to me, it did not feel its length. Like, no. at all. It didn't. I, I, I'm really glad you say so, because I think it. there's so much obvious care in every minute, you know. Um, it really is trying to convey something immediate and visceral and important. Um, and... That's not something that I can say about a lot of movies that I see these days. Yeah, I mean, there are movies that are two hours that have a yeah. ton of fat that need to be trimmed. There, there's nothing yeah. on this movie that needs to be trimmed. Every, yeah. every scene, every second, every shot, every every cut, you know, every yeah. every moment, every glance, like it all, it, it it it's all part of your overall viewing experience. Right. And I, I think I think part of why certain films like can feel their length, or you can be like, you know, looking at your watch or your phone or whatever, right. is very much a structural thing. Absolutely. And something about the structure of this, it's like there's no like, oh, okay, here's the like battle scene an right. hour into the film to like right. catch the audience's attention. It's like just very much a, like, no, this is what's happening now and this is what's happening now. And as, as you, you, you put, it's just like this, these are the things that lead up to right. eventually what's happening. And there's right. no like big battle at the end. It's like, oh, here's a small skirmish yeah. and now all this other shit happens right, exactly. before they even attack right. again. <laughs> even the climax is so like, packed with detail the way right. that everything else is the way that any any uh, average scene just between two people having a philosophical argument or whatever right. you know right. there's just as much attention in the small as in the large you know? but i mean the small stuff that's happening in like the the latter third or whatever of the movie is like are th those are also things that have been building up in the same way that the yeah. battle with the bandits has been building up like no, the whole like, the, the climax with with manzo and his and his daughter who's you know uh, you know, getting jiggy with with the young samurai. <laughs> um, like there was as much build up to to that exactly to that scene um, as there was to any sort of like actual like sword fighting that there might yeah, have been sure. between any the action samurais beat the, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought immediately of uh, the attack on the bandit village where the villager recognizes his wife. You know. Uh, it's easy to imagine that just as existing for the villager, right? Some color for him, but the truth is that it really becomes a devastating story just in itself, right? right. You could have you could have made that movie, right? That, yeah. that, right. that that's right. that guy's climax of his movie, yeah. you know. Right. Um, and there's but, so much of that. Yeah, there's yeah. So there's like that. eight of those. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, well, I'm glad that something so rich uh, was able to like communicate it so obviously to us. Like we were just sitting here and being like, "Oh, from like scene one, this is like got a pretty good idea of how to build an exciting thing to be yeah. invested in." You know, um, I'm always glad to see things like that for sure. I have this as my number one action movie, and I thought I was thinking about that as I was watching it, and I think it's because the action is not at all. Um, I mean, we can say that it's stylized, but it has no romance or kind of cool aspect right. to it, right? right. Um, the aspect, the aspect, the action is there to serve everything that's happened in the story so far, right? The mm -hmm. exciting things yeah. are in the people relating to each other and the dangers that they face and the heroism that and, they and profess. who's going to be left standing after Absolutely. the next uh, moment right it's more of like a dramatic tool than it is just like a like romantic right. tool there's no amazing tracking shot of a guy on a horse as he cuts down multiple bad guys absolutely <laughs> yeah um well i think it's just really extraordinary that way um i i haven't seen too many like it for sure but i think kurosawa is a person who made other movies that people regard just as well as this. Um, Toshir Mifune is a guy who was, he's so different in this, in his kind of wild sense. Uh, to me, I know him better as like just the coolest guy, you know, mm -hmm. like very yeah. still and like very kind of looking around, always knowing like 
how many moves it takes to kill all the people. I'm kind of waiting you know? for him to kind of just be just on screen cool and like yeah, even. right. But because uh, you can is, like right? you can t- I mean you can tell like this is the only movie I've seen w- with him in it, and you can tell that like he has that ability. Yeah, and you're waiting for it to kind of come out and you know overtake the the, the kookiness that he yeah, that he has exactly. in every other scene. Right. Uh, but it just it, yeah. Well, it just that, never that was just his character. Right? Yeah. Um, I guess it was just committed to it that way. I mean, and there was so much commitment throughout, right? That there's like, the, all of the choices being made are so bold and so exciting. And there's just so many of them that you feel very overwhelmed, right? right. Um, to really sit here being overwhelmed. That's like there, a there's a, thing. All of that said, there's a, there's a question that I want to want to ask you both because I'm very curious to hear how you have to answer it. Um, would you recommend this film to, to friends and family? And if you were to... How would you how would you pitch it if someone's like oh what is that about right. why should I watch it right. what what would you say? Um, Raph, do you want to take this first? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Raph, you always lead us up. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> great great lead off hitter. Yeah, um, I think I would recommend it to to most most friends and family members. Um, I'm not sure how I would describe it. Uh, it would probably just be one of the. I would probably just give like a lane like ah, you, you just got to watch it. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. sure. um, well, but how would you like describe its appeal to anyone? You know? Um, I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking of like a few friends who like I know like I would just like immediately like grab onto their like love of Japanese culture as a whole, and like if you just want to watch it in terms of like getting a kind of broader understanding or just like uh, just like the ability to appreciate Japanese like certain aspects of Japanese culture for right. three and a half hours, like you could literally <laughs> sit and only watch it and just like appreciate like just appreciate like like silly small things like the way that like a bowl of warm warm white rice looks yeah like, even in like black so and white, appetizing like, it looked amazing yeah. uh like a rice ball the way that that looks like just like the the architecture and design of like japanese houses and stuff right, and like sure. the way that, like the camera will like move throughout throughout that and right. like the way that you can just like look at that um like that would be just like one cheap way to no, not cheap way but that would be one way yeah that one I would, obvious like, way yeah one sure. obvious way to like tell someone like hey you would yeah. if you yeah. appreciate just like any sort of aspects production. of like yeah. japanese culture like you'll appreciate watching yeah this. of course mm-hmm. um, yeah it's definitely a no-brainer there um i wondered throughout if thinking if um well would you recommend it well i think for a lot of people um uh, it is very heavy you know you're sitting through a lot of different scenes and it's easy for their weight to accumulate on you to really think of the desperate struggle happening in front of you and not really connect to, I think, the humor, just because a lot of it seems so bleak, you know, um, that a lot of the things that occur are just, like, so devastating and so tragic. Um, and I don't think that's really something that people are, are used to. In, yeah, in kind absolutely. Of the you, you literally took the words out of my mouth, because I think if I were to watch this with a casual viewer yeah. or, or a, a casual cinema-going friend or yeah. a family member... Yeah. Um, we were laughing quite a bit throughout because yeah. I think the humor communi- yeah. was well communicated to us. Yeah, and it's I obviously think, very intentional. Right, right. Yeah. And I feel that with most people, you would view it with them and you would laugh. And I think they would probably be very confused uh-huh. about your response to what they, too, are watching. Yeah, sure. Um, and I, I really do wonder about that humor just because it was so... It seemed so essential, right? An element of everything mm-hmm. that was going on. And to make it like sustainable, really, to sit there and to be enraptured mm-hmm. in the story. Um it would, yeah, I think it would be an enormous shame for someone to be sitting here for three and a half hours and not appreciating any of this, you know, right. happening all throughout. Right. I mean, 
So that's crazy. I mean, to think <laughs> to think of people that's like crazy. well, to think of people basically unresponsive to it when I don't think it's like that complicated or that deep or whatever. You sure. know? No, no, it's um, not. I mean, it like it se- it seems like a movie that might kind of had have some like roadblocks in terms of like accessing it for like uh, viewing a yeah, member of an the English speaking audience. audience. Like, yeah, yeah sure. like a mm-hmm. twenty twenty. Uh, you know, American viewer. Yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, you get past the black and white. You get like, they're not even get past. But there, there's right. no. You like, open your mind to it. The black and white. Oh, yeah. The like the fact that the movie's in a in a different language and you have to read subtitles. Like the length of it. Um, I don't see like any of those things as really being like roadblocks in the way that they could be for a lot of other movies. Oh God, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and that's like a testament to the power of it, right? Mm-hmm. That it's a story that's so accessible and so relatable, right? That really anyone can imagine desperate people fearing for their lives doing anything necessary to live another day, you know? Right, right. Um, uh, I will ask a very dumb question because I have a feeling that I already know the answer. Um Nan, we know you have a, a very strong uh, letterbox uh, that you constantly contribute to, um, and I'm always curious to see how you review films. Uh, so, of course, I know you'll you'll have uh, one on this, but I'm just going to ask right here and then Raph, uh, same question. Out of the five stars, what would you give this puppy? Oh, to me, it's crazy to give it less than five. I mean, <laughs> uh, to me... Um, just the achievement of it as a piece of craft, you know, to think about Kurosawa conceiving of a particular story that he knows that he can masterfully conduct, right? And to think of him conducting it in a way that's so original and so exciting and so full of humanity, you know, um, to think of Kurosawa as a person painting on this, in this very broad way something so specific about the way that people relate to each other and what real courage looks like in a person, you know, um, to meld the, the fantastic and the real that way. Um, I think we have to call that genius. You know, that's, it's, it's just the way that it is describing itself mm-hmm. to me. Of that course, way, you know? of course. Um, so yeah, there all, you go. all to say five out of five. Raph, what do you think? After, after that, after, after that, <laughs> uh, 4.5 out of five. Yeah. Maybe like two, I don't know, like black and white, I have to read a lot. Um, so it no. was in black and white. It so was boring. It was it was boring. It wasn't it wasn't shot in wide. <laughs> Does this movie have English uh, audio? Uh, <laughs> I would probably give it a I would probably give it a five. Um, yeah, I would need yeah. to sit with uh, like I guess the exact like reasons why I would give it a five. Um, and you know, if you want to know those reasons, I guess looked out for look out for yeah. if you yeah. want letterbox. Yeah, yeah. I, That's I, what we call yeah. a teaser. <laughs> uh, at Raf Stitt on Letterboxd. There you go. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. It's probably I, not going to come. I, yeah. <laughs> Mike, what would you rate it out of? I would, I would agree with you both. Um, for the number one and a half reason being that I have never seen anything like it. Wow. And what I saw was effective to me yeah. in what I felt it was trying to communicate. Wow. Um. And it was just so like savage and and brutal, yeah, yeah. just to like actually like I, you know how how I started off this episode being like I just can't get over that there's literally just close up shots for minutes of just horses legs <laughs> trampling through the mud like yeah. over people 
right. it's just pretty incredible to me. Absolutely. Um, just like spinning around, just it, being like, "Look, this is a real, this is a real horse <laughs> doing this." It's incredible. Sloshing through the mud. Yeah. It gives you everything that you want. I mean, like it keeps you interested in like a fairly simple story that right. could be like pretty easy to get lost in. Yeah. There are moments where you are like literally awe-inspired by just what they were able to do through the magic of filmmaking. Um, just in that like a lot of these were obviously, not a lot of these, all of this were practical effects, uh, meaning that they were literally just like building or going to random villages in the countryside of Japan and burning down multiple houses. <laughs> yeah, and right. just that filming that and like shot. you have to get all of like you have to get your entire take of what is being said by the characters God, in the yes. foreground while those houses are still burning in the background. And, like, you don't have a second chance <laughs> oh to do God, that. There's no take two like, on those there's houses There's no take two down. on that house burning, and you can't just say, like, okay, whatever, we'll do it in post. Like, <laughs> the just, like, sheer, like, imp- like yeah. just how impressive it is that someone undertook this and, like, a group of people, like, came together and, like, made this movie. Um, I think, like, that alone, like, no matter when a movie is made, if you can just be, like, impressed by the fact that someone undertook such such a challenge and like was able to come out with uh with like an interesting piece of work that uh, yeah that can be enjoyed Absolutely. so many years like, on. why is that yeah. not Absolutely. five stars yeah How could exactly that not yeah. Be? yeah um i think Fuck. One, <laughs> that was gonna be my letterbox review <laughs> <laughs> i just spoiled it no type it up <laughs> Um, I think one testament is to its power is in how widely we can see its influence, but also understand that really nothing that it has influenced is as good as it. Uh, for instance, of course, the plot of Bugs Life is the same as Seven Samurai, right? A guy oh, goes sure. out after cockroaches are about to invade, yeah. so he like gathers up a bunch yeah. of people. Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's let's not jump to a Bugs Life is no better than this. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's interesting the way that this is like about like you can't imagine a scene in Bugs Life about like uh, a little aunt daughter uh, like having trouble with her aunt dad because like the evil ladybug is like going to assault her and there are so many reasons why but but fundamentally like it's just not interested in people the way that this is right right, right. Um, and that's always going because to be they're, they're, yeah they're, yeah because yes. they're ants because right. they're ants it is um, but definitely like that's what's going to make your shit great right. How how committed are you to persuading me that you understand something of insight about the character humans, you know? Um, and there are just, like, kind of reasons that this telling of that story um, dives into that in the way that other things don't, right? Or at least do it less successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, I'm glad yeah. you guys enjoyed it as well as it did. Um, Seven Samurai is, like, obviously a long classic. Um, and whatever else that we see together, like it will be cool to know that we've all like shared like a pretty great oh, experience uh, yes. or something like singular. This, this way, lovely yeah. base yeah. to, to well, build upon now. I'm, I mean, I think it is useful as a base that way just because it's like so popular, right? It's so accessible and mm-hmm. relatable as a story and the way that it's constructed. Um, but it, it never compromises once on its richness, right? On its, on its depth of feeling. Um, Absolutely. Well, so let's, uh, let's yeah. keep pursuing that guy. Absolutely. Nice. Rock, Se- any last words? Seven Samurai. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out, I think. Uh, before we leave, let's give everyone a, a last reminder of where they can find us online. I think this is super fun when we do this. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, people are so. like, oh my God, I love what those guys were saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let yeah. Me, <laughs> let, let's go see what they're saying on Letterboxd. Immediately at the end yeah. of this episode. <laughs> uh, Fernando, where can we find you online? You can find me on Letterboxd at Fab Movies, one word. 
Rock, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. That's a Michael underscore Romeo underscore Ruoco. That's yeah. my tag. That's the only place we can find you? Yeah, I mean, you can find me on the streets of New York. Yeah. <laughs> That's good to know. Yes. Uh, Raph, where can we Raph, find where you? where can we find you? Yes. Uh, at Raph Stitt on Letterboxd, Instagram, and Twitter. Fantastic. Perfect. And you can find us Anytime. at Straight to D- DVD. Yes. Wherever podcasts Instagram. are sold. Yeah. yeah, and wherever your podcasts are sold. And in your nearest blockbuster. Right. I also do have a letterbox. It's the same name as the yeah. Instagram. I there we go. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check us out at Blockbuster. <laughs> See we'll what be, we see next time. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. be in the. We'll be back in the movie aisle. Yeah.